Hello, heads. Welcome back to DNC in 23. My name is Alex, and I am your sole host for today, talking all things June 17th at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. SPAC, if you will. I'm excited to be with you today. I'm excited to talk about this show. So let's get on with it. This was Dead & Company's first time playing at SPAC since the year 2021. If you were following last year's tour, you may remember that the SPAC show was canceled the day of the show. Um, Very last minute cancellation because of some health issues going on in uh, the Mayer family. Um, but this really has been a place that they've they've played a lot. They're very familiar with it um, from playing there over the years. So uh, the band's first year in action was 2015. That was a fall tour. They played at SPAC in 2016. They played there in 17, in 18, in 19, again in 21. And then they were meant to play there last year, but they didn't. Um, and then two nights there this year, which is kind of a cool send off to their tour, Dead and Company's touring um, legacy at SPAC, if you will. Um, it's it's interesting to me that they don't have any stops at Bethel or Darien Lake. Uh, those are two other spots that they've hit in the last couple of years in you know greater upstate New York. I know that upstate New York is a massive place. And so sometimes they do a couple of different spots. I guess this time they elected to do just both nights at SPAC instead of splitting it up. Um, so that is, that's a little bit about the venue. It seems like a really cool place to watch a show. Looking at pictures of it, I've, I've never been there, but the way that the lawn is set up and then the actual amphitheater itself is just a bit unique compared to other ones. There's like this kind of cool... I'm not even going to try to describe it. Just if you're curious to know what SPAC looks like, just Google a picture of it. But it looks just slightly different from the other outdoor amphitheaters that they've been hitting throughout this tour. And it seems like a really cool place uh, to watch the show. So we talked to our boots on the ground in, at SPAC and learned about what was going on there last night. And one thing that, one compliment that came up over and over and over again was that the light show was amazing. So shout out to the dead and company light show uh, by all accounts it was a real high point of last night's show was just how how nice it looked in the venue i don't know if it was raining up there last night um but there were a lot of people talking about this glittery effect that the that the lights were having in the second set and that makes me think like maybe the lights were catching some mist or some rain droplets i saw pictures of the show and it didn't look rainy but you never can tell with that kind of upstate New York or New England weather. Growing up in in the area, they always used to say, if you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. So anyway, uh, this is a beautiful time of year to be in upstate New York. The temperatures are mild. It's not too hot, but not too cold. It's just uh, a nice place to be. So I'm sure that everyone who is there just had a lovely, lovely time at the show. Dave is going to be in the barn tonight for show number two at SPAC. So... If you see him poking around, go say hi. I'm sure he'd love to to chat with you a bit. Um, so yeah, he'll be there for the the final show at SPAC, which is kind of fitting. He meant to be there last year. He was on his way to the venue when the show got canceled. And so um, I'm glad that he gets to kind of fulfill that, <laughs> fulfill his destiny with SPAC and he gets to go tonight. 
All right. So without further ado, let's talk about last night. So the showtime posted showtime was 7 p.m. as it has been for most of the tour. I think Wrigley being the main exception. The band didn't hit the stage until 7.25, so a bit of a late start, um, especially compared to the times they've been going on, which is like 7.05, 7.10. But they they really didn't take long to get right into it. So uh, set one, you have Let the Good Times Roll, Scarlet Begonias, early in the set, Deal, Black-Throated Wind, Direwolf, Birdsong, and then Going Down the Road, Feeling Bad. Um... So I listened to the entire first set. I thought it was I thought it was good, if a bit reserved. Um, that was kind of the vibe that I got from the way that they were playing. Uh, so the the song that I want to talk about first is Scarlet Begonias. So it was unexpected, although not shocking. Um, they played Fire on the Mountain to open the second set at their their preceding show to this one in Philadelphia. Um, and a lot of times when that happens, they'll bust out a solo Scarlet. We've also seen this with other, Dave and I were talking about this, about the Philly show. They've been divorcing pairings, if you will, uh, throughout the summer. So you'll get just a help slip or just a Franklin, just a Scarlet or just a fire. And so it was kind of interesting to me that they you know, played fire on Wednesday and then Scarlet on Friday. And second song up in the show. That's pretty early. That's, I think, you know, obviously the second earliest they've ever played it because it's the second <laughs> song of the of the first set. They did open a show at Wrigley Field last year with Scarlet. Um, you may remember that. That was the first night at Wrigley. They opened it with Scarlet and closed it with Fire, which is, a, I think, a pretty cool set list convention. Um, to open with a song and then kind of close it out later. You you hear them do that with playing in the band, I think a bit more frequently, but that was pretty cool. And so then this is the, the second earliest they've ever played it in a, in a set list. The solo that, that Mayer had in this song, it had a lot of soul to it and was kind of that reserved kind of patient tone and tempo that I was mentioning a bit earlier. And then it really heated up. I thought that that was really kind of the entire back half of the song was a giant mayor solo that was just very briefly broken up so that we could quickly hear about the wind in the willows and some tea for two. Cause then after that, we were right back out into another solo that got really a lot spacier than I would have expected. It went pretty far out. And I think that that was really kind of the main theme of this show. If you were going to ask me, you know, every show has its own DNA. And I remember when Dave and I were leaving the Raleigh show, he was like, you know, this was a bit songier of a show now that I think about it. Like not as many really intense, long or spacey jams, more just like song, song, song. This show last night was spacey and it was dense. Um, it's that, that good old Saturday night dead, I guess. Um, really authoritative conclusion to this song um you can you can imagine you can envision what the end of of scarlet begonia sounds like usually it translates into fire on the mountain but this time it went into a really nice version of deal just off to a rip roaring start these guys i mean they were really keeping up with that energy that they were laying down at the end of scarlet really really nice organ solo from jeff and um 
it had that same like kind of contemplative character that I've been talking about. It was not like scorching hot. He wasn't doing too much too fast. He was just, you know, grooving right along on that organ and it sounded great. And I think that that, that character of the solo that he played carried into what Mayer was doing at the beginning of his next solo. And then before that was over, he took it into a much more theatrical, fiery place that was really satisfying. I do think that this this version of Deal was a few beats per minute slower than the one that we heard in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And I really dug it. Just not a missed note on this entire performance. Like everything was just right. And I think that them slowing it down just a little bit compared to that last one. And as I love that other deal, don't get me wrong. But it worked on this night. Within the DNA of this show, it just fit right in and sounded really nice. So a great start to this show. Nice good times roll and then a really spacey and powerful Scarlet and then into a great deal. And, um, you know, they didn't let up from there. The rest of the first set... Um, as I said, uh, Black Throated Wind, Dire Wolf, Birdsong, and Going Down the Road Feeling Bad. For me, the highlight of that segment of the show, perhaps not shockingly, uh, was Birdsong. You know, the way I was talking about Scarlet and that spacey, far-out playing, they they channeled a lot of that during Birdsong. Uh, they, I'd love to know how long it was, and I guess we'll find out soon enough, but it was a pretty long version, and... I just enjoyed kind of getting lost in the lost in the jam of of birdsong. So overall good first set. Um I enjoyed listening to it and I was I was excited to hear what they would do in the second set and uh they did not let me down. So set 2 they got back on stage at 9:17 so a pretty short set break just 40 minutes. And they started with just the second time ever playing the fast arrangement, the 1973 version of They Love Each Other. The first time since Atlanta in 2021, which was the only time they'd ever played that. So that was really interesting and it sounded great. Um, I will, I'll put a link in the show notes to the YouTube, you know, they do the second set preview, Nugs does. Um, I'll timestamp it to the beginning of They Love Each Other if you want to just listen to that from last night. It was really, really good. Um, I love the faster arrangement. If you've heard our some of our episodes about 1973, I believe one of them we just put out in February, maybe. Um, Dave and I talked about kind of that faster arrangement of They Love Each Other. And, and if you remember that one, you remember that I'm a huge fan. I think that that is far and away, uh, just to me, the more sonically satisfying version of They Love Each Other. And after that Atlanta one, I wasn't sure that they'd ever do this again. Uh, Dave and I saw a great They Love Each Other in person in Raleigh that had some had some real pace to it and sounded really, really good, but it was certainly not this. You know, this was a rip-roar in time to open set to. Um, if you were looking around on Twitter or Reddit or dead.net, any of the places that you're looking at, like live commentary on what people are thinking about the show, this was, I would say, universally beloved just all the flowers, all of the all the compliments to how well they played this. It was great. Um, from They Love Each Other, they went into Terrapin Station, He's Gone, The Other One, Drums, Space, The Other One, Days Between. Um, 
that was all one big old jam. So everything goes into the next. And then uh, turn on your love light to close set two. And fittingly, a one more Saturday Night Encore. So really, I feel like that's a second set that you just read the names of those songs. And it's like, hell yeah, that's a that's a great set. I mean, just all songs that that we love. So yeah, really great second set. I was only able to listen through space. Um, after that, it was time for bed. So just a couple notes uh, for me. He's Gone had a really, really great solo from Mayer. The organ from Jeff in that song reminded me the, the closest approximation I can get to it is the organ sound that Joe Cocker's band had when he was in his heyday. It has this very like kind of haunting, like it's just this interesting character to it. That's what I kept thinking of. But Mayer's solo on that song was just my favorite one of the night so far. It was equal parts soul and blues with a tempo that was really, really satisfying. And then the other thing to talk about for me is just how spacey they got, man. I mean, it was crazy. The The, the other one started with a super, super, super long intro, you know, relative to, to other other ones that they have played. And it went to some really interesting places, a ton of really powerful playing from O'Teal. He was great all night. He sounded so, so good last night. And then at the end of it, it was like, wait, are they going to play space and then drums? I was not watching a video, so I'm not sure if the drummers left the stage at the beginning of that part, but it it sounded like space for a few minutes and then drums started. Um, so either just some really good type two jamming on the other one, the, the first time they played it, or they were doing a little bit of space drum space, uh, a drum sandwich with space bread. But um, I thought that was great. During space itself, like after drums, I was picking up some real playing vibes. Um, I didn't expect that they were going to go to playing in the band after space, but I did pick up on those vibes and that is going to inform what I choose uh, during estimated profits in just a second. Unfortunately, I missed the love light. I missed the days between and the one more Saturday night, but I will be excited to listen back to those um, after the fact, like once that's uploaded onto, onto Nugs. Uh, it's nice. It's always nice to get a um, to get a love light, isn't it? You know, it doesn't happen that often, and when it does, you know, they just really don't disappoint. You know, looking at how often they've played it over the years, last year in 2022 they played it three times. Same in 2021. This is the second time they've played it in 23. The first being Bristow. So probably not that many more love lights, you know, ahead in our future. They've only played it 18 times in there now what would it be nine years eight years as a as a touring act so that's really it for this first night in SPAC if you were there or if you were couch touring with me I hope you really enjoyed it I thought that it was a a really good show you know I mean as all of them have been uh so far this tour so one note that I thought was um interesting um, that our friend Don't Touch That Knob posted on Reddit yesterday. Denko, before last night, and I guess still through last night because there were no bust-outs, they played 104 unique songs uh, during this tour if you don't count Cornell or Jazz Fest. The most commonly played is now Brown Eyed Women and Deal are tied 
at the most with five apiece. Um, the most frequent opener after last night is Good Times Roll. That's the third show that they've opened with it. So really not getting too repetitive in the show openers. And uh, the most common set to closer. Well, it's interesting. So three times that they've played Good Times to open the show, three times they've opened the second set with Sugary, three times they've closed the second set with Not Fade Away, and three encores um, with Ripple. So, so far through the tour, three is the magic number. Um Schoolhouse Rock would approve. All right, let's get into estimated profits. So as you know, if you've been listening to us throughout this tour, this summer Dave and I are playing a new game that we like to call estimated profits. Every night we are taking two songs that we think the band will play their next night up. So uh, I had the first pick for tomorrow or for excuse me tonight's show. And uh, I went with chalk. I think that it's, you know, it's a Sunday night. They're going to play Samson and Delilah. What's interesting is they play like every Sunday for the next month. So I think this is the first of four or five straight Sundays that they have a show. Whereas to this point in the tour, they've only played two Sunday shows and they played Samson in one of those two shows. I don't think that they're going to play it every Sunday. You know, they've, they've only played this song 18 times in their touring career. And I think almost all of them have been Sundays, if not all of them. But I don't think that just because it's a Sunday, we're guaranteed to get it. I just think that this Sunday, tonight, uh, they're due for one. Dave had the sandwich picks in the middle, and he went with Ship of Fools and Uncle John's Band. So those are his two choices. And then my last choice was playing in the band. I think that that would be a really good song for them to play with tonight at SPAC. I picked up those vibes during space last night that reminded me of playing. So I'm going with my instincts. I'm taking playing in the band. Also, the next two shows up are at City Field. And last year they played a really good playing the last night of the tour at City Field. So I don't think that they really, you know, if Matt Bush is considering that in what he's doing as far as setlist creation, I don't think that he really needs to worry about saving that one for, for City Field as much as the people always love playing in the band, really no matter what city they're in. So those are our picks Uh, for me playing and Samson and for Dave ship of fools and uncle John's. If you want to play along with us, follow us on Twitter at working man's pod, Instagram at working man's underscore pod, send us an email working man's pod at gmail.com or go find our thread. It's already live on Reddit. So um, feel free to just go reply there. The leader through last night's show has 16 correct guesses throughout the tour. And then there are a bunch of people at 15, 14, 13, Um, Dave has 11 and I've got 10. So um, very tight leaderboard at the top. And there's plenty of time to make a comeback if you've, you know, played a couple times or if you haven't played at all. Well, that is going to do it for us and for me. Uh, That's it for this episode of DNC in 23. Dave is going to be back with you tomorrow, probably later in the day, in the afternoon or evening to discuss his experience at tonight's show at SPAC. Uh, I'm looking forward to listening to it. I hope you are too. And, um, that's it. That's all. So thank you for joining us. And until next time, know our love will not fade away.